Hello and welcome to another episode of Mailbag. My name is Damo and it might be interesting this week because Clarky, we'll first start off with you introducing yourself and saying how your week's been. Hey, I'm Clarky. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Mailbag. Uh, great to have everyone uh, in this post round 10. Uh, I've got here Damo. Damo's with me this week. Uh, yeah, that's right. I role reversed. You didn't introduce me. Now I'm introducing you. It's been a good week of uh, Supercoach. Um, interesting. I traded out Cogs and then brought in Rory Laird. And that turned out to be a mistake. I did something similar. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something else. We've got Patch. Hello. We took him We took him from the main pod because Lechdog decided to call Tim Mitchell in, call the big guns in, and we've used our mid-season draft pick and selected Patch with our first selection. God, the draft pool is weak in this mid-season draft if I'm the first selection. But, um, like, have I been dropped? Like, is this a promote, like, promotion? What What is what's the deal here? Like, I, I'd like we to think that I just said I was relegated. Relegated. Okay. I'd like to think that I was just unavailable on Monday night, but um, look, the, the message came through uh, pretty loud and clear from Coach Leck that, uh, no, the performance had not been up to scratch. Um, so uh, so here I am, hanging out with you wonderful people. And you know what? I don't need that, that stinky Leck dog. I'm happy here with you two. You're wonderful, and I'm happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. Clarky, I'm taking back the hosting duties. Thanks for that, no, though. Uh, when we do a mailbag patch, we usually start it off with a question from you. Yes, hello. But Pat, but Patch from the past has actually asked Patch from the future a question. Wait, what? What do you mean? Explain yeah, yourself. Um, uh, you've asked a question to yourself. Sorry, as in I've tweeted to myself? What's, what tweet are you reading out? Like, I know I usually tweet, but I'm on the podcast, so why would I tweet a question at myself this week? So the instructions say, I would like the question to be directed to Patch, hashtag mailception. Right, okay. Hmm. All right, so what's, what's the question? Well, you asked yourself, which rookie's... Should we be yeeting and in what order? Right. Okay. That does sound like a thing I would like to know. Um, I am interested to know that. Why I would think that I would know the answer to that question is beyond me um, because I'm the one asking it. And therefore that implies that I don't know the answer to said question. This bit has been yeeted into the sun. <laughs> You're never inviting me back on this podcast, it's, are you? You're all welcome. We love you. It's um, it's hard to know which rookies we should be jumping off this at this point in time because it's dependent on who you've still got left, who's still playing in your team. I think, you know, like Jason Horn Francis owners, you probably jumped off him a couple of weeks ago uh, when he sort of hit his peak and we knew North Melbourne wasn't really getting any better. Um I think this week, as far as upgrading and whether you're thinking of rookies and things Hang like on, that. Clarky. Yeah. I think we've lost Patch. No, I'm still here. Um, he was just very... I'm still here. Hello. He was just very still. This is Patch from the present. <laughs> I can I can hear him, but he's not moving on camera anymore. 
<laughs> I no, got worried. Me. Yeah, I got... he just he sat very still for. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> very intently, it. trying to figure out who would like what had happened. But I'm still here. I'm still listening. All right, let's our just... vision. Our vision is based on movement. <laughs> That's, this is going as... swimmingly. All right, let's just. I'm going to throw some names at you. Sam DeConning is he? T- is it time to go, or are you going to keep him? He's going to break even at 43. I think you keep him. Josh, Joshy Gibkus. Are you keeping? Are you yeeting? I think he's got to go. I think he's one that can go this week. Break even yeah, 70. I'd say he's, he's pretty much at the peak. Right out. Nick Dacos. Oh, yeet. I think... Yeet he, or yoink? I think you keep one of him or Nick Martin. So right, okay. you only move one of those... Of, of of those rookies. And that is I dependent on... Is that dependent on team that structure? Would be on, that, that would be dependent on... That would be on team structure and wh- um, which party your team needs the most attention. Fair enough. Um, right, so... Um, Clarky, Nick Martin, are you yeeting or yoinking? I yeeted him last week. Very good. Um, he, uh, was part, he was part of my movements to bring in both Rory Laird and bring back George Hewitt last week. So getting rid of Nick Martin and Cogs allowed me to bring those two in uh, along with the wonderful Greg Clark. So I think, yeah, Nick Martin's kind of, I think Ben Hobbs is actually the Essendon rookie. That was kind of the one that like the ships passing in the night. I kind of did the switch, the old switcheroo and Ben Hobbs nah. has been playing really good football. Yeah, no, he's been doing all right. He's been doing pretty well. I assume if you've still got him, uh, Joshua Rochelle and Jamara Horn Franklin are both uh, yeets. Yes. Uh, Scott Burns has said that Josh Rochelle won't play this week. So he's probably one that you can boot if you still have him. Some some people are saying that he, sh- he should have been booted a long time ago and that might be the case, but job security is king in the game of Supercoach this year. It is uh, Paddy yeah. Mack. I think he is also a keep along with Sam DeConnick. If I still had him, I would keep him, but I booted him when he um, went out with concussion issues a few weeks ago. Fair enough. And finally, uh, Mitch Hinge, or Hinge, as most normal people pronounce it. I think he's one to boot as well. What's his break even? Uh, yes. <laughs> I say um, while trying to find uh, it. Look, I, yeah, uh, it's it's a yeet. Yeah, it's 48. So, look, yeah. he's not going to be your biggest problem. I don't think he sort of sits in the mid order of if you've already yeeted uh, the ones above, he's the next on the yeet list. So probably this week or next week seems the time to jump. Fair enough. All right, you've heard it here, Patch, you idiot. Um, we make that, make of that what you will, you big old dummy. Speaking of rookies, people would have jumped on Robbie McComb and Greg Clark in recent weeks. I thought you were going to say Pato's question. <laughs> speaking sure, of dummies, here's a question from Lechdog. <laughs> Patch is very upset about his he's, 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 he's never going to let go that he was booted for, for Tim Mitchell. I would be um, Tim Mitchell, but also, damn it, cuts deep. <laughs> anyway, uh, people would have brought in Robbie McComb and Greg Clark in recent weeks. They're playing each other this week, so you can't loop them. Pato wants to know, who would you prefer on your field? 
out of those two rookies because you can't loop them, obviously. I think it's got to be McComb. You'd think that the dogs are kind of just going to run over West Coast. Um, West Coast still aren't at full strength and they're kind of still patching up holes in their ship. So I think, yeah, McComb seems like a pretty straightforward option to Ooh. hopefully get another between 60 and 70. I'm in the other camp. Ooh. If Luke Shuey doesn't get up, I would put Greg Clark on the field. Patch, yeah, I, who do you I, love? which I, parent do you love more? I oh, don't make me choose between my children, my beautiful bouncing children. Um, although I'm, I, I, yeah, if Shuey's out, then Greg Clark plays inside mid, and he scored 104 when he did that for you know a third of a game last time. Um, but I don't know. I don't. Robbie McComb gives me just like weird vibes because. You never like the Bevo salad. What's going on there? I ask myself perennially. Um, so I'd feel more comfortable with with Greg Clark, in all honesty. Yeah, Robin McCoom seems like the kind of player who can score 40 or 75, and there's no in between. Well, it's funny you say that because his last three scores 73, 41, 78. Well done, Damo. <laughs> God, you're clever. I wish I could be that clever. No wonder I was dropping that pod. Should we get the question out of the way from, from the man who replaced you on the podcast, Patch? Is that going to be okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe maybe this is a question I just talked to Clarky about then. Hit me with it, Damo. Give me a minute. <laughs> Tim Mitchell wants us to discuss Kitty no. and Coleman. Tim Mitchell. <laughs> Love you, Tim. <laughs> so I can I can see why people are interested in him. Because he is kind of being expected to take up some of the defensive halfback roles that Zorko has left behind moving back into midfield rotations. I can see it. Um he's He's at too weird of a price point, I think, to jump on him. In saying that, though, people would have said the same thing about Darcy Cameron back when he was taking the ruck mantle from Brody Grundy. And he has turned out fantastically for those who have jumped on. Is Kideon Coleman another Darcy Cameron type that people can look at if they are, for lack of a better term, desperate? Uh, potentially. I think there there is a... Darcy Cameron had a big void of significance to fill, um, and the Pies didn't really have another option unless you consider Mason Cox an option. Um, Coleman doesn't quite fill as much of a void at Brisbane, so I'm not entirely sure that, you know, that's locked in. And you look at his... You know, his scores since coming back from that hamstring injury he had the 76, 58, 47, 88... 104. There's a lot of inconsistency there. Argument could be mounted that he's worming his way into it, and the 47 was against West Coast. He's playing in the back line. They've had six forward 50 entries for the game. Ball hasn't come down there all that much. I, as much as I don't want to to inflate Tim Mitchell's ego at all, um, as much as it should be inflated because he's very good and very clever, um, I think it's. I don't hate it. If you're in a position where you can trade in somebody who's 300 and 
nineteen k. Sure, I yeah, he's better than anyone else at three hundred nineteen k. Because the last three games of twenty twenty one, he scores an eighty seven and a ninety and a seventy seven. Um, that's including finals across the halfback playing that role that he seems to have settled into now allowing Zorko to move into the midfield rotation. So, I mean, the, the history of a purple patch is there. It's just a matter of um, if he makes sense as a trade in for you and you're prepared to potentially cop a bad score. Yeah. I think it could be a good, like, D7. Like, maybe he averages like 85 yeah. and you stream him some weeks. Like, Clarky, do you think the, the same thing? He's not an on-field option, is he? I, I, I just... Look, he's he's very talented and I, I don't doubt at all the potential. I think it's it feels a little bit like the Jake Bowie kind of void as well where it'd be quite easy for him to have a game where it's just he's overlooked or he's not, you know, not really just seeing a lot of the ball in a particular game like you said with the west coast game and for me it ha- it have to be a last ditch option like you're you're really scraping the barrel for value um instead of just going all the way up or and all the way down and we'll, and we'll bring another question into this because it's sort of in the same boat i'm going to butcher this name guys saw nuda who I'm just going to call Jake because that's in his at. Um, he brought in Justin McInerney four weeks ago, who oh. had a similar who had a similar purple patch oh to Kitty and Coleman back then. Um, he just wants to know: is he one that he should upgrade as soon as possible, or should he upgrade around Justin McInerney and hold him? Ooh. Uh, look, it's a tough position to be in, and I don't, I definitely don't envy it. Um, I think you got to yeet him. I think, I, I think you got to yeet him. Yeah. Get, get off yeah. early instead of causing like holding on to him is going to hurt you more in the long run. And I know that we, we definitely stress, you know, look sideways trades and things like that aren't always best. But he hit that one thirty seven, and he hasn't gone. 89 is his highest score since round four. And that includes two fifties, a 66 and a, and a sort of, a, sorry, three fifties and a 66. It's, it's just not happening for him. I, I, I honestly, actually, this is probably a great scenario where I would say trading him to Coleman now is kind of a hail Mary, but I like that more than holding on to McInerney who there's a clear history of this isn't working. But doesn't this McInerney situation highlight the risk of Kitty and Coleman as well? Like, he could trade Justin McInerney to Kitty and Coleman and run into the same issue. He could just, you yeah. Know. And I I agree with you, Damo, in the sense that there's the real danger of just you know you know flip flopping between underperforming 300k players, and by the time you're you know, you're out of trades, you don't have any cash left. Like, you're kind of like, oh, well, guess I'm stuck with whoever it is that's at the end of the chain, you know, at, at 300k at the end of the year where you're, oh, I'm stuck with, you know, I'm stuck with Lockie Plowman at D6. Oh, no, I'm stuck at, like, you know, stuck with, oh, I'm stuck with Levi Casbold at, at F6. Not that anyone would ever be in a situation where they were dumb enough and stupid enough to be stuck 
with Levi Casbolt as their final forward in a in a season. Um, and you know, we all we all make these these dumb silly mistakes, and everyone everyone does it, and it's fine to end up with Levi Casbolt as your F six, and it's shut up, okay, shut up, leave me alone. What was the question? I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> I think uh, we can I, move on I, to the next question. I think we can move on to the next question. Yeah, I will try oh, yeah, look, before up, he yeah he loses up, upgrade him if you can. Yeah, upgrade him if you can, or downgrade him if you can, and bank bank cash and approach it later. Next question is completely different, so we can move on from this discussion. Yay! Riley O'Donnell has asked a really, really good question. He would love to hear our thoughts on his final midfield spot situation. He can grab Rory Laird now, who's who he believes is a guaranteed top 10 mid for the rest of the season. Or... He can grab Zach Merritt after his buy and use the extra 120k to potentially luxury upgrade Cornelia or Butters at round 14. There is actually a second part to this question as well. Is potentially having both Parrish and Merritt an issue? No. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue after the buy. Yeah, after the buy, I'm not worried about him having... Parish and Merritt. very different roles, I think, within that Essendon midfield at the moment. Um, Parish is all about high possession, poor disposal efficiency, and Zach Merritt is using the ball well and scoring yeah. good points because of that. I mean, well is debatable. Is anyone in Essendon side using the ball well? I don't know because I no longer watch it. <laughs> um, I... I also, there's something in my brain though that just goes, if you have a chance to get Laird now and it doesn't mess with your buy structure and you think he's a guaranteed top 10, why not just get him now? And sort of, you're then kind of hoping that Merrick continues good form for the rest of the year in uh, a sorry patch, struggling Essendon side. Where <sighs> it's the, true. It's, it's true. <laughs> We've made Patch cry too many times on this podcast. <laughs> um and upgrading Butters and Canelio at this at this exact stage, like Canelio, he scored his what his highest score of the entire season last week, and looks to have a really decent inside mid role under Mark McVeigh. Butters has tunned up the last two weeks in a row after we discussed with Azza, um, and you know I put it out on Twitter that it seemed to be his poor scoring was coming from bad use of the ball, turnovers, clangers, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know you're kind of banking on, oh, well, look, you can luxury upgrade those guys. That's great. But you also have an opportunity to get a top 10 mid. Like the top 10 mid seems like the obvious choice to me. And then also adding into that in that you would need the players you're upgrading to, you'd need 110 points from Laird this week. Say you, whoever you're bringing in is starting at 110 point disadvantage, be it, you know, merit after his buy. Like I, I'm assuming Adelaide doesn't have the same buy as Essendon um, for this to work. Like you're, you're giving up points now and then you upgrade, you're delaying those luxury upgrades anyway. So I think you just, you see points, get points. Like good wanting to get points in the midfield is good getting points in the midfield to paraphrase one of my favorite people. Um, like get, get the points in now. Just, just give me the points. Like town crier, two questions. One, where are the points? Two, give me the points. Like, 
Yeah, Merritt Mer- has the round 12 buy, and I believe Adelaide have the round 13 buy. So, um, Laird and Merritt don't mess with the structure. Yeah, like if it, if Laird, you know, if bringing Laird in means you've got, you know, you're struggling in that round, then don't do it. But I, I don't see a problem with bringing him in this week. Yeah, if you see Laird as a top 10 mid, I think you have to bring him in because he hasn't mentioned what he thinks of Zach Merritt's potential standings on the on on the run home, which possibly means he doesn't believe that Merritt has the has has the uh, ability to be a top ten mid on the run home. Where will be top fifteen? He'll be he'll be thereabouts. Chance of being a top ten. But you would say Rory Laird is probably is probably a better bet on the yeah. on on the on the run home, and so. I think if you can get Rory Laird, I would get Rory, I would get Rory Laird. Yeah, it's what we were saying before as well about consistency. Um, you know, Rory Laird has been consistent, so you feel more confident bringing him in because we all know, we all know that Merritt has the, you know, the capability to do it. But has he been doing it? No, because he's been injured and Essendon are having a rough year, so he could he could absolutely do it on the run home. But you'd be better off bringing him Merritt in as a luxury upgrade later on than focusing on saving up for a luxury upgrade later when you can improve your team now. After this round, we get some new dual position players. And there are some big names on people's lips and in people's trade plans. Tom Ace wants to know if it's worth picking up Bontempelli or Bailey Smith now and then swinging them forward later down at the track. So... Next week, possibly. Bontepelli is a big name. Smith, less big, less letters in it. Less big in the, is the name. But Bontepelli, that's a big name. That's a name you can set your watch to. What we was the question? You your, your chief, <laughs> your keen analysis. <laughs> math was to quote the wonderful crank gameplays. Uh, math isn't my strong suit, nor is anything else. Um, I I think we touched on this with Ben last week where I personally don't like the idea of bringing someone in purely for DPP, but we did, we did all agree. I think that this week, just before the DPPs hit next week is probably the week to consider it. So if you're going to bring in Bond or Basilenko, bring him in this week. Um, personally, I've got too many dogs already. But it's, is that in real um, life or in Supercoach? Both. <laughs> um, but, in saying that, though, Bailey Smith or Bontempelli aren't bad um, uh, eighth midfielders in your oh, team God, no. if you get stuck with them not getting dual position. Oh, God. God, no. You Having Bailey Smith or Bontempelli as your M7 or 8 is far from a problem. Yeah. I don't see a problem with bringing them in this week to swing them forward. Sure, we know they're pretty much locked into getting that sweet, sweet DPP. So, sure. Sure. And the other names possibly getting DPP, uh, we've big watch on Jaden Short. If he spends a lot of time in the midfield, he's a chance. Darcy Cameron will get DPP from being in the ruck. Mark Blitzarves as well will also get ruck positioning added to him. And uh, Travis Boke, Max Gorn are all seem unlikely. Connor Rosie will get midfield eligibility as well. Um, so those are just some names to look out for, plus many more that aren't mentioned and 
I'm sure we'll find out after this week. I who... can't wait to trade Hugh Dixon to Darcy Cameron. Let's move into our tipping and captains. Yeah, let's do it. Starting on Friday night, Sydney host Richmond at the SCG. If you've got Callum Mills, you got a captain. You got to put the vice captaincy on Callum Mills, don't you? Hundred percent. Yes. Because Richmond don't traditionally tag. They don't do a close checking role on anyone. And when Callum Mills is at the SCG, he seems to score well. This is going to be an interesting game, I think, because I don't really know. Richmond are on a hot streak for like winning four out of their last five. And Sydney have been kind of all over the place. They've been bad, Clarkie, just say it. No, because I don't think they've been bad. I think they lost to the Gold like, Coast. They're bad. Yeah, Gold Coast are always a danger. That's the best part about Gold Coast is that Gold Coast love an ambush. When Gold Coast put it all together, they're a very good team. It's scary. Mm, okay, sure. We Gold Coast were only within twelve points of Melbourne. Like that was a tense game for me. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Sure. Gold Coast can be good. Fine. We'll allow it. <laughs> this is this is my roundabout way of saying I'm tipping Richmond. <laughs> okay, I'm tipping Sydney. Um, I think Callum Mills is a great vice captaincy option if you have him. Um, next game is Brisbane host oh, not get the a Giants. Tip? Oh, Patch, you can have a tip. I think it's going to be a draw, is my bold prediction. I think we're going to the see first, first draw of the season. Yep. I think Richmond, be... Richmond are usually involved in draws. Yeah, so, they are. Um... Somebody's going to have a shot after the siren and it's going to miss. Next game is Brisbane hosts the Giants at the Gabba. Can the Giants win again under Mark McVeigh? Not against Brisbane. Brisbane, are like, they're going to be real salty after last week. Like, real salty. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brisbane come out and just kill the Giants. And Lockie Neal is a good option in this game. He's my VC uh, for this week. Absolutely. You could absolutely also put the VC on Stephen Canelio and just to see if he backs it up. Yeah, Josh Kelly owners. Ooh, big for Josh Kelly owners. I also think... Braden Pruce is a sneaky VC option for this game. Oh, don't um, because patch. OMAC has not been incredible so far this year. Um, and I just think that there's a chance that the Pruce just kind of goes a bit nuts. And with a good midfielder at his feet, with all the good midfielders at his feet allowed in there, um, I think he's a, sne- he's a little, little sneaky chance. He's currently Super got my cool. VC. Super cooked that I have to say in the year of our Super Coach Lord 2022. Huh? Do I put the VC on Lockie Neal or Braden Pruce? That feels wrong. It is wrong. We are sinning. I'm tipping Brisbane in this game. At the Gabatoire as well. Yeah. Patch, is it going to be another draw? I, you're ruining my, my fun momentum I was building that I was going to build it up and be like, oh, I don't know. I think that, you know, the new coach, the dead cat bounce from the new coach get, get, gets enough for them and they settle for a draw, but you've taken the wind out of my sails. So you've ruined my whole bit here, Damo. Are we going to make you cry again? I'll, I'll do <laughs> it. I'll do it. 
Such an antagonistic thing to say. You gonna cry? Patchy, yeah, you gonna maybe, cry? Maybe I will. <laughs> well, that's fine. We'll just call Tim. Love you, Tim. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't call Tim. Please don't call Tim. Next game is Geelong and Adelaide at Alphabet Soup Stadium. <laughs> I love that uh, so much. Um, Geelong should win this game, and there's. And the only captaincy option is really Rory Laird, isn't it? I I want Adelaide to win just because, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to tip Geelong and then Geelong are going to cook it again. Like every other time I tip them and I, oh, yeah, Geelong should win this. And then they come out and Jeremy Cameron can't kick enough goals to beat another football team. He can't do it all. No. No. I, I mean, Patrick Dangerfield could be a good, oh, oh. Yes. Yes, Patrick Dangerfield is missing a month after I traded him in and he scored 90 and then 60 and then 60 again. You're the one guy that owned Patrick Dangerfield. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I'm not happy, Patrick. Um, I'm tipping an upset here, and by upset I mean draw. (laughs) Because that would upset a lot of people. I am upset, yes. The next game is a game I really don't want to talk about because I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Come on. Come on. Talk about it. Melbourne take on Fremantle at the MCG and I've got a real bad feeling about this game. Nam versus the Dockers. It's going to... I am excited to see Frio in person. I don't think I've ever seen Frio play in person and I can yell things at Andy Brayshaw like, please score over 100 points, you son of a bitch. Do you, do you think you'll win, importantly, Clarky? I think Nam have a pretty good chance. Um, I'm James re- Harms. Uh, Jack Viney should come back this week. He was a late out last week. Um, and that means Luke Dunstan's not in the team, which is just positive, really. I'm just on the AFL website seeing the games across the top in the thing, and I can see in an article sitting, s- s- just sitting in, in, in the news part, added an hour ago from Nathan Schmook, and the... Uh, the the title is under the pump dockers don't like being under the pump thanks nathan couldn't couldn't work out how you'd worked that out as someone who who has been underneath a pump not fun don't recommend man like dog really really treated you differently on the oh man he did got some weird kinky stuff going on yeah Um, great headline schmook yeah well i mean right name you schmook i mean he doesn't write the headline somebody else does that for him um, VC options, Clayton Oliver surely is the standout from this, this game. The yes. Dockers don't tag, so I'm expecting Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, Spargo, whoever else goes in the middle for my boy. When it, for whenever they go into the middle to score a, a billion points and Andy Brayshaw to score 94 again. We love that from Andy. Is, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than you expect, Damo. I'm, I'm either expecting the Dockers to get pumped by about 14 goals or for it to be like really, really close or I'm hearing some sort of bullshit and the Dockers win somehow, but I'm, I, I'm not going to tip any of those I'm going to be there scenarios. Person, so if there is any bullshit, I, you, Oh, you better believe this is the final episode of the main mailbag <laughs> question. Is Will Brody a VC option? Always. Yes. 
I think he's I've, a- VC I've actually been tempted to VC him a couple of weeks in a row, but I haven't, especially last week because he was the last game and I didn't want to tip the last game. I should have captained him though. Because it was very good. Right, let's get your official tips. You're both shying away from it. Clarky, who are you tipping? Nam. Damo, who are you tipping? 28. I got to back my boys. Fremantle, but... Bold bold call to not go against your own team. Um, I reckon it'll be close. Really, really close. So close. Like they're going to finish on the same score. It'll be a draw. Next game is West Coast hosting the Western Bulldogs at Optus Stadium. Western Bulldogs are going to just absolutely tear West Coast several new assholes. Are they? Are they, Damo? I reckon it'll be close. You know what? I reckon they'll tie it up. Goal on the siren to Jack Darling. Draw. Fight me. Patch your band for giving tips from now on. <laughs> Um, I can't with this captaincy <laughs> options, Bontempelli, McRae. Um, yeah, uh, McRae, Dunkley, Bont, uh, Libba, Dunkley. Pretty much anyone that's a Western Bulldog and Riley McCoy, playing on the field. Bailey DeHale, Buku Garmis. I don't know. Captain um, Zane Cordy. Robbie McCoom. Cordy Robbie McCoom. I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, Hear me yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Next game. West Coast could do an ambush here. That's what I'm we're saying. Mo- they could draw we're, it, Clarky. We're moving on to the next game. I'm, I, I don't want to feed this any longer. Um, moving on to the next game. Gold Coast and Hawthorne do battle at TIO Stadium in Darwin. Gold, Gold Coast, Coast are going into this game as favourites. And, I what? mean, They're when you go up against either. a team without a Ruckman, that gives you a pretty good advantage. Mm, true. Jared Witts is a great captain option. I think, just captain him. Just do it. Don't care yeah, who else. Yeah, Jared Witts, if you have captain him. Jared Witts. Um, could be an uptick for your Matt Rowles, your Took Millers, who are going to get the ball tapped down their throat all day long, or all night long, rather. Um, and if you... I, does anyone have Lionel, Hawthorne Lionel. players? Sicily? Sicily's um, good. I, um, I, I know we didn't talk talk too much about is anyone else tempted by Jai Nukem? Duke Nukem? Not as a captaincy option. Not as a captaincy option, just as a, an uh, an option in general. I've been I'd like to know where his for, where his forward status went because he was listed as be, as being a forward in the last round of DPPs and then he was. and then and, and then never got it. So mm. I don't know where I, I don't know where that went. He'd be a good sideways trade trade from Patrick Dangerfield. Do it. Isn't Patch. that right Danger? Huh? Um, also is Tim, is, uh, is Tom Mitchell back? Not Tim Mitchell. Tim Mitchell was back and I don't want to talk about it, but is is Tom Mitchell an option? No, I'm not touching Tom Mitchell with a 10 foot pole. I, I'm intrigued by Tom Mitchell. I'm intrigued by Tom Mitchell, but I don't know if I can bring myself to do it yet. I'd probably be more likely to bring in Brad Crouch before Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Yuck. Sorry. I reckon this will be game will be a draw. By the way, <laughs> didn't ask. I know that's why I just brought it up and said it. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday, St Kilda and North Melbourne you, at you Marvel Stadium. Think. What do you two think? Gold Gold Coast. I said Gold Coast, like when I first introduced it. Gold Coast by like fifteen, though. St Kilda and North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. 
Jack Sinclair a captaincy option? Not after everyone brought him in this week. <laughs> That's a good point. That seems to always happen. So, no, he's not an option. Uh, St. Kilda should win this Jade game. Gresham, on the other hand. <laughs> St. Kilda should win this game fairly comfortably, you would think. I'm not asking you, Patch. Clarky. North Melbourne, I think, last week, um, from what, like, we all know, going to the football, bit of a different vibe to watching it on, on television because you don't have people telling you exactly what to think every single time someone goes near the ball. I thought North Melbourne looked a lot better last week than the scoreboard suggested. Um although Melbourne tend to play as poorly as their opponents or as well as their opponents. But I think North Melbourne are on the up. St. Kilda might be able to just put the put the foot down, though. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm hoping North can kind of just put up another good fight. They will. I it'll can be a draw. Sense, it'll be a draw. I can sense a, another North Melbourne win around the corner very soon, I think. All I think they're going to come out and completely choke a team. They got very close to beating Sydney all, a few weeks ago, and they didn't give Melbourne much space until uh, until after halftime, where Melbourne really were able to break away. So there is some proof there that their game plan can work and can compete against the best. It's just a matter of doing it for four quarters, and I don't think that performance from getting another win is too far away. Is it this week? I don't know. Probably but... not against St. Kilda, but I, I would expect that this mud I would hope that this margin is less than the Melbourne game. Next game is Collingwood and Carlton at the MCG. I hate that this will be a good game. I also hate that this will be a good game, and I am also not... Um, I'm also flip-flopping between my tips as well. Mm. I, I, I mean, Damo, you, Carl, you could, Damo, if I'm maybe as bold as suggest, you could tip a draw because that's what I'm I doing. Could. And if you're flip-flopping, just have it cut each way. Tip a draw. It's like, I don't know. Live a little. It's fun. I think um, Carlton are playing out of their skin at the moment. Um, I think the lid, look. If I was a Carlton supporter, my lid would be off. Um, to be honest, a... the last time Carlton's lid came off, the lid had to go back on very, very fast. <laughs> so, with all the lids flying off after the game against Sid- Sydney, it wouldn't surprise me if Carlton come out and need that lid firm- firmly put back on again. But I think I'm tipping Carlton just. I think there will there will be a second half fight back from Collingwood though. There will be they've got a, a little reality check on the way. <laughs> get in it the form of lids. A, in the form get of, it in the in, form of a yep. mm-hmm. draw. Is that get it? It's funny because it's like a lid and like little and they sound the same and it's like a little. Get it? You get it? You're not laughing, Clarky. Did you, Clarky? Did did you invite him? Uh, I look. I love Patch. Uh, I think you followed me in. Okay, so just just like a stray cat, kind of. Yeah, and one of, and one yeah. of your seventeen Adorable. dogs. <laughs> Adorable, and I also fed him, so now he is mine. The last game of the round is Port Adelaide against Essendon at Adelaide Oval. Sorry, Patch, I mentioned the e word. Uh, 
Why do I feel like Essendon going to win this game? Patch. Hello. Patch, before yes. you say the word draw, I believe. Mm. I believe. No, no. My, my tip is that Port win by 12 goals. Do we, are me and you on the same page here? I think so. I, th- I, I can feel it. What? What? What are you doing? No, Port will win by 12 goals. I'm not even tipping a draw. Essendon stink. They stink, man. We're losing so hard. Oh, Connor Rosie's going to kick like 12 sucks. goals. Like, like Ollie Wines will have a million possessions. We're going to die. I reckon Peter Wright is gonna is is, is oh. gonna win this game for Essendon because Port Adelaide have no key defenders. Yeah, and he's gonna kick enough goals to get himself an extra meter. It's gonna be three meter, Peter. That's, that's Maybe a lot four. of meters. That's well, settle down, Clarky. This is this is getting into dangerous territory. No, I mean, I don't think even though they don't have any key defenders, that's not gonna like Essendon's game plan of bombing it long to him means that they can just have three people bumping him and. Oh, God, but if I get started, I'll never stop. But no, Port by 12 well, goals. So, Official okay. tip. So the thing about Essendon, right, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of bothering me, is that they've got this list, right? And it's not the worst list in the AFL. Like, it's pretty good. There's a lot of real positives yeah. I see there. Yeah, but okay, the yeah. game plan that you guys try to execute every week doesn't seem to suit the flashes of brilliance that come from nope. really quick, nope. hard Correct. play. Correct. It's like, a bad game plan. It's good until it gets to about I, halfway, I and then you guys get actually, off the chain sometimes. And once Essendon's off the chain, you see them fly up. Patch. I haven't seen them Maybe. fly up in quite some time. Well, in in two weeks. I didn't watch the game where they flew up. I was. <laughs> Clarky, I was... at least me and you are on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> he left. He left. <laughs> he left. <laughs> all um, right. Um, I'm, I'm tipping Essendon by five. All right. I think I, th- I think we need to wrap this up quickly. That's now. the last game. So um, Patrick Cripps was a captaincy option for the Collingwood Carlton game. Yeah, George Hewitt. So is George Hewitt. So is Sam Walsh. Uh, so is Jack Crisp. At, yeah. For, at, at at Collingwood for Essendon, the captaincy options are Darcy Parish. If you have him, although I wouldn't recommend cap- you putting a captain. In the, as the last game um, is being played because there's no second chance because well there's no second chance for any captain but I just don't like putting a captaincy yeah. on in the in the last game. That's that was Patch being his chaotic self. <laughs> Clarky, thanks for joining this week and no, um, thank you so much for having me and uh, I apologize community for the chaotic episode but hopefully we got your questions please. Be sure anytime during the round, you can tweet either one of us um, on Twitter. You can use the hashtag Jock Mailbag. You can send it through a Facebook, Instagram. We got we got places coming out the wazoo on the website. So send us your questions at any time where we'll do our best to get to them. See you next week.